This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Welcome to Hootamus episode 93. This is this is Bruce C. Rowan right here on the mic. We got Bruce Hayes over here, and we got Bruce Clapman, and we also got Bruce Bruce Badan. I don't know what accent that was. I really don't. <laughs> right, are you Bruce and Shayless? We got Bruce Clapman here, back from New Zealand. Yeah, Bruce from New Zealand. Back from New Zealand. I, so I learned about uh, accents. I did my Australian accent, and this guy from Australia just looked at me, and he was like, it's like 60%. That's the thing. You, you don't ever do the accent of the country you're at. Well, I was in New Zealand. Unless He's you're racist. Australia, and I was like, yeah, here's what it is. But what I figured out from him is there are no rules to that accent. Right, like Outback Steakhouse. Like no rules, like, just right. Yeah, there's like there's like the inflection stuff. Shut your blooming on you. They just move vowels around. He was like, no, no, we make that an O, not an A. But oh, then I... later, there's a different one that is an A, not yeah. an O. So by the end of it, I was like, there's no fucking plan. Well, not even Hugh Jackman can do an Australian accent. He's from there, so you know. I think they all just kind of They just wean it. They all just talk however they want. Uh, Yeah, that's that's... That's kind of it. I mean, they were a penal colony. They're kind of used to doing whatever the fuck they felt like since their inception. Yeah. So. It's like if someone did an American accent, like, that's not what it sounds like. It's like, well, I sound one way. I've always noticed that people in Australia and people in England can always do American accents better than we can do theirs. Because they just do a flat nothing, and no. that, that's yeah. our non-regional diction. I, right. find, I think the reason that you think that is because that you usually hear actors who train and try to do that for months to True. get that point to that point. Well, yeah. That Australian accent is my best accent. That was your best. Okay, well, yeah, there that's you your best accent. Well, that's why we'll, it's on the Hooniverse. Well, now we know not going to be doing VO work. <laughs> yeah. So well, I can uh, do my American accent. So Blake, we should probably introduce the uh, new person to the podcast here. All right, Harrison Burden, the Smoking Tires editor. All right, hello. Oh, so Harrison, this is your first podcast, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's okay. We'll be gentle. Uh, eh. Yeah. That's a that's a played out joke. Yeah. That's what we get on the Hooniverse podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Zach is loving it. Zach well, is. Well, you said what we were thinking. Well, you're That's we're true. 93 episodes in. People, we're 93 episodes know, in, and we're still winging it at this point. I, so. just, I, I just don't like sex jokes that much. Yeah, I'm I lying. Know, I know. Uh, <laughs> no, you just you only like either filthy, filthy sex jokes or exceptionally well crafted ones. There you go. You know, he's a sex joke connoisseur. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Zach. Actually, we're glad you're here right now because you know you just came back from New Zealand mm-hmm. after how long? How long Two were you there? Weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, I went there with the rest of the smoking tire people, and we went and shot a bunch of cars. Um, we went. We got to go there because these guys that make a game called Automation paid for our trip. Right. And it's so it's a video game they make. Yeah, it's like it's like SimCity meets um, I don't know, like a. It's weird. Like, you can design a car outside, and then you can build the entire engine, and then eventually you'll be able to, like, test it on a market and make a factory and all this stuff. But, like... So it's like it's like Roller Coaster Tycoon, but for car exactly. companies. And, I, like, and, your, and the engine software they did is actually, like, 95% accurate. It's crazy. Like, your horsepower, all that stuff. It's pretty impressive. But they are able to uh, afford and bring us down there <clears throat> and set up 
they did an awesome job of setting up a bunch of cars for us to shoot. That's very cool. We what kind of what kind of cool cars did they have uh, set up for you? Um, with an I assume with an eye for cars you can't get in America. Yeah, that was the focus. I think the only car we shot you can get here. Um, there was a Honda Civic hatchback. That was like a track car and slicks and stuff. And S13, S14. We didn't shoot one of those. I mean, th- those are all all over the place, yeah. and they're all like they're all drifty like they are here. Um, Miatas down there are kind of like the unknown secret. Apparently, like they don't people don't know that they're good drivers' cars, so everyone there okay. buys them and like stance nations them. Well, like here, oh, they don't just well, immediately like in, call I you should a say poker? like in no, they, I should say like in California they do that. Yeah, elsewhere in the country it's all you know. Oh, I'm just going for a nice drive to the country, right? Elbows out, tweet cap, you know. Dude, it, it's the first time I've missed the Miata since I sold it, but the oh. roads there are all basically like Malibu canyons, like the main oh, yeah. highway. Well, it's New Zealand. It's gorgeous. It's stunning. and there's elevation it's changes so and stuff. Twisty. It's that's so cool. Like, Why do you think they have like the best rally drivers outside of Finland? Yeah, it, it makes sense. Everything yeah. is uh, is like a tight tight chicane into decreasing radius, and then you're next to a semi truck. And are those just shit. like the roads you take to get to the market? Yep. That's, yeah, that's the right. road between towns. Like, so everybody can fucking wheel. Yeah, it, truck truck drivers go go faster up canyon roads than anyone I know outside of the car circle would drive on that road. And there's there's one particularly twisty road. And the speed limit was 100k. So there, it, 62, you, I believe. 62 miles an hour, right. The only car that could average that speed and maintain it up that road would maybe be a Caterham on slicks. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so they have – they've got a great speed system there where it's like this is the fastest you should go and do, Before what, you and die. do whatever's prudent. Right. Yeah. But, they, but they're not – there's not a warning sign on every turn saying now go 40, now go 60, now da, da, right. da, da. So and when cool. and you know like in America, if you actually do twenty miles an hour around a corner, you can probably take that corner twice as fast. Yeah, if you're you know not shitty, you could do that there. I mean, the few corners they had warnings on, we we went faster than the warning said, but um, but people are are you know moving respectably. Right, and they're um, also right hand steering, right? Yeah, everything was right hand drive. So was was a combination of the roads and the wheel on the other side intimidating? The first. And also the locals yeah. being better than everyone else. It's – I think you just get used to the, – the, the the adjustment is like – is where you sit in a lane. And I noticed this when we drove across yeah. France is like you – we tend to, to drive – you know, we're, we're always – the oncoming traffic, the drivers are always closest to each other. Right. So you kind of tend to cheat right in the in freeway lanes and every, like just like a foot, you know, like everyone, everyone – you rarely see someone going down the center of the lane. So if you did that there – it was it was weird to cheat right because you're closer to a lane, so you'd cheat left, but you're you're not you're just not like trained deep in your DNA to know where the out your outside edge of your car is. Right. See if that makes sense. So yeah, you, like like clipping like getting close to a cone on purpose would be harder in the beginning than than it would on in America on the right hand side. It'd be harder to do with the left because you're you're just not used to. Having to look all that distance and know where that outside it, completely is. different it spatial reason. There, there you go. Is, it would it be kind of like though if you had access to a left hand drive and a right hand drive at all, car at all times? Like, say you were a mailman, mm-hmm. right? Like going from one, like when we get to impress car and it takes a couple of days to acclimate. Is it like that where you just like once you're in for like a week or so, then you're like, oh yeah, I know where everything is. Yeah. If you if you bounce back and forth all the time, maybe you would have a better sense of that space. Absolutely. By the end of it, 
you know, uh, no one was meth. Like the first the first day, we were all hitting the windshield wipers instead of the blinkers. Yeah, I done that a million. I drove in Japan and I did that all the time. Yeah, it, yeah. It, and everyone did it, and, we and all it's made really fun of funny. Each other and for the first ten minutes, then it gets really annoying. Yeah, yeah. The whole first day, I, we were messing up. Second day, you get it. Third day, you're fine, but you're still reminding each other, like, okay, when you turn right on this road, stay left. Right, you know, like basic, like basic stuff. You kind of do need to consciously think about. You can't just. Yeah. Drive and then you're shifting too with your left hand, and that yeah. always struck me as being difficult. I've never done that because the car I drove in Japan was an automatic. I think I, the only time I drove a manual is I got to drive a, a Truno or eighty eight eighty six nice. on a track with with a hydraulic e brake. So both on the left side. So it's a drift first car. time. It, it was. It's a track. It's a track car, but what the guy uses it for are these. They do these like neighbor. They do autocross events in a neighborhood. Okay. Meaning, like, so basically think of a housing like subdivision ones? with no houses. So or they, like just a bunch of guys goofing off. No, no, no. Like they'll set up for event, come. but it's it's down like a two-lane road. So they have cones, and it's slalom, slalom, slalom. But to make a U-turn at the end and come back, most cars don't have a turning radius. They could just turn. Right. So a lot of the people have to e-brake, turn, and come back. Okay. So that that's sounds why pretty it sweet. was in there. I use it as a drift car because it was raining. Of course. Because of course I did. Yeah, um, why not? Because everything for you is a drift car as long as it's rear wheel drive. It was That's the true. it was the most fun I've had car. in like a year. So take it take but us through shifting the shifting. Yeah. You you learn quick if you I'm, have to. I'm really interested. Take us through the trip. Like how first of all, how long was the flight? Fourteen and a half hours. Okay, uh, I slept for eleven hours time. of it. So um, right, and you landed, and you guys picked up a rental car, or you guys just got picked up or something. We landed. We met these guys. Um, we all flew to Christchurch, and then uh, we got two rental cars. We got. We got like a normal Toyota Sienna van, okay. but rental cars there aren't brand new. Like rental cars here, I don't know what's the oldest rental car you've got in like a 2012. Like it may be three years old right. at any given point. No, no, no. There it's like 10, and, huh. and really messed like 200,000 miles on it. So we, we had a minivan. Uh, a Toyota that's because van. they don't have liability they lawyers don't. everywhere. They totally don't yeah. because they they change that insurance in New Zealand where if you live there and get hurt, you get they fix you for free. And they did that to get rid of the liability stuff. Mm-hmm. So no one sues anyone because you're just you're ah fine. single payer healthcare systems. The systems that keep on giving. It's it's cool. That's why there's so many extreme sports because it's like, that like free to get fixed. Yeah right. Um, Meanwhile, great. I lost my insurance over the weekend due to a clerical error on my insurer's part. Yeah, of course. And Jeez. Then you, that sounds like that happen. sounds like what happens in Monopoly, and then you have to like get 200 bucks from the go card <laughs> you or something. Draw like a card that. Yeah, it's like, a community chess card. Clear. Sorry, no. to, sorry See, to joke about it. Chris. What I that did sucks. is I had to move back five steps and then pay out two thousand dollars. Well, at least you built a house on Marvin Gardens. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Clerical error. Lose one <laughs> limb. <laughs> um, do not pass go. Do not collect 200 bucks. Anyway, oh, you guys rented a hoopty-ass Sienna. We had a Sienna was fine. The other car, though, was a Nissan Avenir, like wagon, which uh, vibrated at speed, had a check engine light. The gauges stopped working, and that's when we called them, and they brought us a new van. Wow, that sounds um, like an adventure itself. It it was it was a really like a window didn't work. I mean, it's like a rental wreck across the entire it, it country. That's it's great. Like that. Eventually, they brought us a new one, and apparently, when the guy showed up, he saw the Avenir and he looked and went, "Oh, they gave you that one." <laughs> like, he knew it. I'm like, why? Yeah, they did. So we got a nickname for that um, car. So let's see. It's called Old Chompy. 
Um, so the roads, yeah. That's you know the what? funniest thing you've done with that accent all day. All day. I've only been here for like 15 minutes. Like I said, all day. It's felt like all fucking day. Like an old, like an old sailor who was from New Zealand and then just slowly drifted across the, like the entire world. Just yeah. lose my accent across the exactly. Atlantic. Yeah, you meld them all together. Um, they brought us a Mitsubishi van. It looked like a, it looked like a Mercedes R350. I can't remember. Oh, like a like a expo or space gear yes, or something. Yes, it was called Space Van. Space Van! Space, space Gear! Yeah. Are you kidding me that no. Mitsubishi sells a car named the Space yeah, Van? they really do. And it's yeah. really nice inside, and it's got, like, trays that pop up from the back seat. I've oh, seen It's probably those. the only yeah. quality Mitsubishi product it built. It is absolutely the best Mitsubishi. I, I like that van a lot. They should bring that to a, America. It had a carbon front split. <laughs> Whoa! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. Was it aftermarket or was it factory? It was totally aftermarket. It yeah. was, like, in the middle. They, they bought it out of a used car showroom, and they're like, yeah, yeah, fuck it, we'll leave it on there. I mean, I think Looks they cool. buy stuff from Japan, and they, they probably buy privately owned cars they can literally overnight from japan because it's right there it's pretty it's close it's It's not it's not like that's great you don't want to swim there but yeah it was hilarious a great van there's great wikes in that water it was fun that's awesome Um, so you guys went to the automation they have like a huge office complex i mean they're in a huge office complex or something a software company in a room like this i'm sure work out of their house bingo okay oh fair enough oh so this is an independent software company it's 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 two guys whatever their ea is you know, one guy went to programming school and then taught programming. One guy uh, went to computer art design and then did some, like, IT consulting. And they – I forget how they met. And they were just like, yeah, you know what? I wish they had a game that did this. And then they just kind of, like, looked at each other and like, we should do that. Their, their story, That's a New Zealand dream right it there. It kind of parallels ours. Like, they did it for two years with day jobs. And then eventually they started selling – they've been selling it as beta since the beginning. Oh, wow. And people buy – and now that enough people is buy the trick. it. Can you it, get it on Steam? Yes. Okay. Actually, it's going up on Steam, I think, in, like, uh, March 14th. Still as a beta or as a final version? As the the as a beta. As Next a, the, revision the, of the beta. The side of it that will be up there is the finished car building. Like, you can do the body. You can do you can do, you can can do do everything. So the full panels. sim isn't done for that yet. It's just part right. of it. It's, it's, pretty, it's like 95%. Yeah. And then the – but the factory market – Entire big scope thing is not going to be okay. This cool. kind of thing strikes me kind of, and it probably won't get it won't get as big as Minecraft just because that's such a universal thing. But it's probably one of those things to where they're going to release a piece, and then six months from now they'll have another set of features. They're like, oh, well, we did this, and they'll put those out, mm-hmm. and then exactly. it'll just get bigger and bigger over time. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's yeah, really it, cool. it's real cool. It's very like organic kind and of. And they must have known you up. from being car guys. Yeah, and then they flew you out. That's very impressive. It. Yeah, they knew us from the podcast and the videos. And that's it was interesting. Tell them to listen to Universe. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. They 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 figured out that they figured we'd get along because they listened to the podcast enough yeah. that they kind of knew who we were. That's great. And that's and, really and they cool. were they guessed right. I mean, it was like eight people traveling for two weeks, and it went pretty smooth. So they traveled with you then for a few days. Yeah. They okay. Did the, they did well, the whole thing with us. You went to the North Island and South Island. We we flew in. We started the South Island. So okay. We flew Auckland, then short jump to Christchurch. Got our rental cars and then started driving north. And, and ended that's very cool. That episode of the podcast will be out in parallel with this. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, so. uh, it's funny. We did a podcast with them in a hotel at the end of the trip and talked about you know the whole thing. It's it's pretty long. It's pretty fun. That sounds great. How did yeah. they wrangle these cars? Um, they just uh, some from forums, some from car meets. I mean, it's a small community. Like the guys, they do track days. Right. They they build you know they build <clears throat> their own cars. They're kind of ratty, but they're I mean, they're 
the stigma of New Zealanders being like tinkerers and manuf- and fabricators. Is I was going to say a different stigma legit. of New Zealanders. Like it's there's there's the number of people we met that build their own carbon fiber panels in their house was like three out of seven. That's I insane. Mean, and also, you crazy. brought these fantastic uh, car magazines here. These are tuner magazines, and they are like like 140 pages, mm-hmm. and these are really well done. And you know, it just looks like there's like a, every page is like a car show. Every niche. This is like a pickup truck show. There was like a drifting in there. This one's like someone built a 650 horsepower track monster. This is this is incredible stuff. It's it's the yeah. car culture there is awesome, and I think it's. It it feels like everything there is like eight years behind, not car wise, but like like internet there. I think more. I bet a lot of people still read a lot of good car magazines versus just absorbing um, Jalopnik YouTube and, and yeah, and Jalopnik and well, stuff. Well, and, like and I think the the thing is that with a lot of online media, it's very U.S. centric anyway. Oh, that's a good point. Um, so I think that's that's it's at least U.S. and, and, and Western Eurocentric yeah, on right. a lot of stuff. There's no press launches down there. Right, right. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it, I mean, and understandably so, because if you're a manufacturer, that's a very small market. Yeah. It's hard to justify that in your budget. But, you know, that's where these these little magazines that cater to the New Zealand market can totally still work. And people build the most ridiculous, amazing shit there. So, like, like we were there, we met, you know, we, we shot the seven cars we got, and then we met all these people. We're like, we could come back here. You could shoot 30 videos, and they'd all be pretty different. The New Zealand version of the smoking tire spilled with a Y. Dude, we talked about it a lot. Right. Um, we they, they arranged – so we filmed this chaser. The guy that owned the chaser arranged a car show for us on the last day in Auckland, and like 250 cars showed up. Wow. And it was – you know, the only repeat. This is just word of was, mouth on a forum, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was this guy Phil, um, who's awesome, and he knew a lot of foreign people, and he goes to car meets, and it was the, I think, second car show he'd ever arranged. And he's gonna just keep doing it and get like, you know, and bring grills out and stuff. But what are was, the what are the big for, the big forums? There are general car forums, not like specific niches. I do not know. Okay. You don't know the they didn't tell you what forums they were on. Mm-mm. They they had like a Facebook like they made a Facebook page for the meet and it got really big quick. I think it's just it's a tight. I mean the population of the island is four million. Right. So if you've got a car club in Auckland or in a place like odds are it most people know about it. It's, it's an not, entire it's country the size of Orange County. Totally. Basically, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 not like I mean there's your Honda Club and there's your other club, but like the track the track day shoot we did. All those guys knew each other from doing track events together, and they all had different cars, and they were very different ages. And, you know, it's just It sounds about, like everyone gets along then? Totally. Everyone's right. This wasn't so like nice. Mighty Car Mods, and then they caught the cops. What, what happened with them? Oh, they had that meet up in, like, well, they, Fullerton or something. But they didn't, like, I don't think they announced, I don't think they told the city they were going to do it, and it got huge. This was... You know, they said no burnouts, don't do drifting. They told right. the city council they'd be there, and it was an empty. It's a, a cricket pitch that's being developed, so it was a 300 car parking lot with just a bunch of grass around it. That's it was cool. A, it was a great location. That and it Perfect. strikes me every every Kiwi I've ever met is a lot more laid back. Than oh, they're so chill. Yeah, they're so chill. That's awesome. It's, I mean, it, it's like purpose built for you. Sandals everywhere. I wore, yeah, I wore, and, and the go. guy from Australia was like, oh yeah, we call them, we call them jandals, and I was like, I call them comfortable, so fuck you. <laughs> I don't care. There's guys walking around with no shoes all the time. And yeah. Nobody has How do you heel toe in sandals or jandals? I can do it quite well. 
because yeah. uh, I got wide feet, so I just, <laughs> you know, they got a lot of they have a lot of feeling. They're like sambas with no top. See, I don't like I don't I don't like them just because they they flop around a little too much on on the foot. I can never trust where that foam pad is going to be under the foot. I gotcha. Sometimes I've snagged it before, but not not too often. If I'm but if I'm in the car with sandals, sandals are coming off barefoot. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's true. There you go. There you go. What uh what? How many cars a day arrange? Yeah, we should for go you? back to the cars. Yeah. How many? Um. I think seven. So we had we shot. Let's see. Um. The A86. Okay. We shot uh, the Civic Hatch track car. There was a Mirage that had an Evo complete drivetrain in it. And was like a wide body. The guy that's like cool. built half the panels himself, of course. The Ooh, first the good Mirage ever made. Totally. It was. It was. It was flat. Other than black, my parents' ninety-two. Cage. It was. It was a it was a race car. Um, not not like the Mirage race cars we see up on Mulholland here with the no. with the large rear spoiler and uh, various pet boys accoutrement. Or the Mirage press cars I've driven. No. <laughs> yeah, or any any of them Just in general. Distribution. Space van and Super Mirage. Um, the Chaser. Now, uh, what year Chaser was this? I think like mid nineties. Oh, cool. So it was you know, it looked like an was it legend. was it VIP style. No, it was it was a little bit toony, I guess I'd say, with like purple, um, like lug nuts. But it had good suspension. It had a good engine. I mean, it was you know, so it was turbo. Built. It was built. It was just it had like some tacked on carbon fiber accents and shit. Right, but it wasn't and, like you know, hella slant with massive camera no, no, no. like it VIP was, cars. It, it, the, the wheels were straight up and down. Cool. Uh, it handled well. It was quick. I really like Chasers. It was, I think they're really freaking cool it's cars. It's real cool, man. Yeah. They are basically just Acura Legends that they kept on building. Yeah. And, and it's a Supra. It's, yeah. super, it's a G8, but a Supra. You know? It's, yeah. It's a fast sedan from G8. It, it looks... And looks it's like rear-wheel an drive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It looks like an E39 M5 a little bit. That's true. Those are really cool. It so was, the Chaser. Rad. And then what else? Um, R34 Skyline. Of course. Of course. Of course. 800... 800 horsepower without Horse. spray. Well, it's that, not a it's Skyline awesome. with anything less than 600. Dude, this, but he kept twin turbos, so it, it spooled quickly. Oh, okay. And it ripped. It was, and it. Yeah, and because it, that's it the usual great. problem with any of those straight sixes with a big turbo on it. It's just like, okay, no boost, no boost, no boost. 5,000 RPM to seven in two seconds. Exactly. No, this and then you got a shift. This felt like a Porsche Turbo E, and, and it moved, man, and it stuck, and it was. The guy built some of the. Um, he like he built his own front splitter and it looked real cool with canards on it. And then he took this wide body fender kit that like it had heat extractors in the corners, like right in front of the mirrors, basically where the where the fender meets your door. Right. Had like this triangle that it, you know for another car it would go to like a wider body, but he just put it on the normal doors and it looked rad. And then it acted as a heat extractor. I have to and see a picture of that. I can't visualize that. I'll, at all. I'll show you. There's a bunch yeah. of pictures on TSD. Um, but dude, I think the best car was this kid who built a rally car in his house with full like carbon fiber body, carbon fiber intake, carbon fiber carbon fiber. How are uh, these interior. people building so much carbon fiber? Well, this guy, this is an interesting kid. Um, basically, what he ended up with is a mid-engine, <clears throat> 500 horsepower uh, NA V6 car that is lighter than a WRC car and has more power. What, what is this car based on? 
Nothing. It's based on his brain. Well, oh, the amazing thing to me, though, is the 500-horsepower no- naturally aspirated V6. That's no small feat. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, he built, what was the motor built off of? Uh, Mazda V6. I think. Oh, so a protege V6. I think so. Okay. That's popular. Like a K-series? And he's like, yeah. Cause it, okay. The, uh, oh, yeah, and the, we had a Vauxhall Viva that had a K-series motor in it. Oh, um, wow. This, but this dude, this kid's story, people were shitting him on the internet. He's, he has parents that are successful. Um, and he was super smart. Like he's Christian von Koenigsegg, no fucking joke, smart. And he was coming out of high school and they were like, well, do you want to go to college? What do you want to do? And he's like, what if I take the money? He'd already built one rally car. He's like, what if, and his dad used to rally a little bit. But he's like, what if I take the money that you're going to give me for college and I build this car? And they, they, and he had a plan and he's very serious and they agreed. So he spent six months with SolidWorks designing Everything from the whole the whole cage is his, the body panels are his design, the engines his design. He said later, "I wish I'd built the transmission because I could have made it way lighter than the one I used." Wow. Um. So he did all that. At one point, he went to Sadev. You know, the, the people mm-hmm. that built like they built the all-wheel drive system for Ken Block's Hunicorn. Like okay. they built WRC stuff. <clears throat> so he had a meeting with them to ask them questions. Like they were in Europe and. His, his dad said at the beginning there was one guy in the room, and by the end there was ten. Like, they saw that he had these files. Like, oh, this kid is legit. He built his own dampers. He built his own shocks. Like, Jeez. he is smart, diligent, dedicated. So people on the internet were like, oh, I could do that if I had the money. Like, no, you fucking can't. Like, you know, there's billionaires that manage Pepsi, and there's billionaires that go out and start to build jets from their own brain. Like, he's he's amazing. That Super nice seven kid. Level stuff. Alex Kelsey. Okay. Um, his car is called MC2. So we got to ride in that on a dirt road. So this is like a tube frame chassis it, and it looks like custom bodywork and everything? Yeah, it, it looks – he made the front look like a Peugeot uh, just because he liked the 206s. Okay. So it looks it looks like a WRC car. It's got a wing made of carbon fiber. It's got a carbon fiber air intake that sits between the driver passenger. It's got comms. It's got – it's a race car. It's a wow. And he he enters it. Is it like cantilevered suspension? Yep. It's so this is the next shots. Colin Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. That's kinda. crazy. Well, Colin Chapman's a New Zealand. Guy. And to is show it? you how no, little they watch TV and Scott stuff. Bruce there. McLaren. Sorry. Anyway, he right. he had never seen the Inside Koenigsegg series when we were telling him like you're like Christian Koenigsegg, and he's like, oh, oh, no, that kind of that guy. Like, so, so back to the magazine thing. It's like he doesn't. They don't watch a lot of stuff. He's like, I just do things. Right. He made all the carbon fiber molds. Like, he made all the fiberglass molds. I mean, he had them in his garage. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, you have to make the wood, and you have to do a couple mm-hmm. presses for each piece, and here's the one for this. And the, the wing was 30 different pieces of carbon molding. I mean, these the, are the it's things. amazing. If I had the space to do them, I would totally be laying yeah. out my own carbon. But I don't have the space because I live in an apartment in Los Angeles. But you will have space eventually, and yes. then you'll do it. And you get the yeah. pre-preg. Like, he... You know, so he he closed. They closed a road, a logging road for us, which it's not like he was busy. And uh, I, I don't know, it's, it's you guys it's did so an entire crazy. episode with him, like yeah. how you did with Corbin. Yeah, his, yeah, full episode with him. You know, everyone got a full episode. Um, I'm just gushing on his because I got to ride in it. And it was like it's crazy. <laughs> Sequential cool. gearbox. That's a yeah. lot more impressive wow. too. I mean, it's it's cool when you build another car, but it's cool when you get carte blanche and just right from the ground up. Very yeah, and that's uh, I can't know. even conceive of how you do that. <clears throat> Yeah, that's I, crazy. I just, I'm mean, shaking my head now, and I was doing it a lot there. It's easy. And... You just have an idea, and then you do it. Right. That's you true, have actually. to know things. I don't know things. Well, I mean, he, yeah, but you, then you, you learn teach, things. Yeah. He, you know, he knew SolidWorks, but then he taught himself 
you know, he's someone where if it's like, oh, okay, I need to learn about clutches. So he'll read everything on clutches, and then you know. And ah, then, that's the difference between him and me. Right. He can remember the stuff he reads about clutches. I, I'm like, I got it. I but got that's this. Not, the next day, I forget everything. He's but smarter than us. From having to, like, and I'm not doing mechanical stuff, but I do, like, you know, electronic and, and software stuff all the time. You have to learn new things all the time. And it's not memorizing. It's right. comprehending it's a, how applying they work. things, right. And yeah. you get to a certain point when, with a specific kind of knowledge base overall where – you get a base level, and then everything else just starts making sense because you're like, oh, I get how this works because I understand this other because thing. Because things make sense in your mind because they had to get there to make sense for a right. reason. Right, because they all grew off of something, and once you kind of get that base level where everything, everybody else started to build off of, that's when all the other shit makes sense. Right, totally. So, you know, like between- the fact that he had to learn about clutches, yes, he did that, but now he also knows how the, he did that, but now he also knows... Anything that uses a clutch pack, he knows and understands basically how it's going to work. That's how he, like he he changed things that you know he designed a valve in the shocks. He was telling us because when he was hitting jumps, he doesn't like how long doesn't make he doesn't like how long it takes for a wheel to re-extend when you're in a jump. You know because right. obviously rebound you know, the shock has to do that. So even if there's no load on it, it has to. Do, so he made a valve that. When uh, when a, per- a part of the suspension suddenly has no pressure, it opens a valve and the wheel immediately drops. Mm-hmm. So it just boom, full ex- full extension, full, and the suspension is completely ready and extended to land. Wow! So he he understands the way it works, and then he can go and make it better. So what's his fate now? Is he is he gonna be recruited by a car company or anything, or is he gonna start his own know, thing? I mean, he, he might like he he races this inland New Zealand Targa Challenge something in the unlimited right. class. He got second last year, and he was running on three cylinders, so he's going to win. How, uh, um, how old is this guy? 21. Well, I've wasted my 22. life. 22. Yeah. Uh, he'll end up on a race team at that he, age. He that's, that's what you're, you're not going to go on. You're not going to go work. You're not going to go work for Peugeot. You're not going to go work for Toyota. You're going to go on a race team and have fun and travel all over the world if you're 21 and you have that kind of a knowledge base. Oh, I forgot. We actually met some guys that run uh, – what were they signing up for? met them at a bar, and they're – you just, challenge was there or something. Just, like you that. go walk into a bar and there's just car guys there you can just have a great conversation with? Yeah, because we, we were at a right. bar that was – what town was that in? Everyone should go visit there and stay at the hostel. We didn't stay there. Uh, Taupo, I want to say. Yes, Taupo. Um, there's a hostel, and next to it, they, the hostel owns a bar and they're, because they're smart. That's very and convenient. It's like a college bar, and they won't open a tab. You have to pay each time, and, <laughs> and they don't do doubles, and they don't do martinis, and it's just full of girls. And they all just stay at the hostel, and then they come over there. And um, so we talk to the race team most of the time because I think uh, most of the girls are like, oh, we're passing through. You're passing through. Goodbye. So, so uh, it's, it's, basically, well Zach. it's basically a, a hostel tailored built for you. But not as, not as much as you think because well, I think the, the three – two girls I really talked to were like 30 but also traveling, so they were smart enough. They were like – yeah, I've been 20 and hooked up with random Americans before. Goodbye. <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, you could be 30 and do it again. Yeah, I just that's what you should try to. I want to go back there, but um, yeah, I've met a lot of people. I don't know. I'm nice. I'm all over the place. So try to so keep steering me. Otherwise, I'll just. You have any, you have any specific stories of like anything that went wrong or anything that was just really funny or um, anyone who got hurt in a casual way? Me and uh, me and Tom were. We stopped at a beach to like you know look at you know we had a, our tour guide was one of their coworkers and he's a he's this great German guy um, named Rob Hoyschen and he's a, he did like a thirty day photography tour of New Zealand 
So he basically took us on the same route. So we stop at these rocks, and he's like, oh, look at that. You know, look at these rocks. Isn't this a great viewpoint? Yes, it is. And Tom and I are just like, it's five days in. I'm antsy. Like, I, I want to go skydiving. I hadn't gone yet. I just, like, need to do something. So we're just, we're like, we're going to go climb on the rocks to the one that's farthest to the ocean. And we just do that, and we're on this big rock. And, like, waves coming in. And both of us turn around to look back at the other people, and all of a sudden it's like, boom. And water just covers the rock. And the rock is probably, like, 15 feet tall. Um, and it was just like rogue wave, not paying attention and it didn't cover it, but it splashed all of it. And I slid down the rock and like cut my hand, Ooh. climbed back up. And I just started, and I'm like, I'm going to start paying attention to the ocean now. Like I know what my friends look like. <laughs> I'm going to look out that way. <laughs> and I got off of there pretty quick. Nice. Um, so you got drenched. I did, oh, got drenched, but it was like almost, you know, you pulled in between these two the rocks and then like, right. you know, you'd have an interesting time cause it was pretty tight. Um, Matt stuffed a car into the tire wall, and mm. I know he talked about it on the podcast in the video, so I'm not Which car selling was it? him down the river. Uh, the Honda Civic. Oh, okay. Because it's on slicks. Torrential downpour oh, track okay. day. Torrential all day long. So they, they rented a track out for you guys? Mm-hmm. Track rentals are not expensive there. And there, nice. there was no marshal. They, there was a gate. In the back of the track that we were told, like, oh, yeah, you just open that gate, close it, and then when you're done, There's, like, you a leave. clipboard where you sign in. We didn't sign shit. We didn't do anything. We no wristbands? Up. They didn't give you wristbands? No wristband. No nothing. Wow, you should have bought your own wristbands. Add to the authenticity of it track was, day. It was great. It was super – it was fun. I got to drift that Toyota there for, like, 40 minutes. Yet happy you can't run a brand-new Z06 down the quarter mile in the United States anywhere because it doesn't have a roll cage. I, that would be Chevrolet's fault, not – Tracks Guys, no, America no, sucks. Talking, Let's all go I'm to New Zealand Indian right Indian. now. Oh, because it doesn't have a K. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 It's That's why New Zealand's great, man. It's Let's all go to New like, Zealand right we now. All, it's like, you got it, right? Yeah, I got it. All right, you got it. You know, It's not expensive there either. No, it's uh, less exp- – you know, our dollars, they're 80 cents or something. So it's Okay. So food was cheap. Food, How was the food, food by was, the way? Food's amazing. Really? Everything's like every, – there's no organic what's, science. What's New Zealand cuisine? Uh, basically California. Most of New oh. Zealand looks like California. Okay. Everything's like whole so Mexican grain, food. tomatoes. No, no, no. They, <laughs> they had they had no Mexican food. Oh, you know, Thad's like we can open a food truck here and kill it, and he's right. That's true. Um, no, it's like Koji truck. A lot of fish, a lot of meat, healthy stuff, a lot okay. of vegetables. Every every cafe, coffee place also has three kinds of quiche and four different kinds of vegetable pie and five like you can get mm, an amazing meal pie. in every random coffee corner right, and you were talking about we were talking earlier and the gas stations do have great food right yeah the gas station has better coffee than most of los angeles i'm not <laughs> not kidding they have a barista they can make cappuccino art in a paper cup you know your coffee in los angeles too i drink a lot of coffee you drink a ton of I'm, coffee I'm, i can be a snob sometimes yes. no it was, it was legit i went there with the intent of quitting coffee and uh, everyone's like, that's probably not going to happen, but you'll see. You could try. And I had one cup of, like, a legit flat white, and I just was like, god damn it. And then we're <laughs> drinking, like, three a day. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back. Um, so how, there's also a lot, of, a lot of Japanese food, a lot of Asian food. Nope. No? Actually, no. The only Japanese food, um, they're – That's good. I love Japanese food. Pre-wrapped and dropped off and looked terrible. So we had, oh. like, a, a mediocre stir-fry. It's, it's very California just – Here's rice. Here's a burger type thing. It's okay. like California with fewer Asian people. That's yeah, true. It's exactly like that. It's, it's California when it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to go um, there now. Just I kidding. Oh man. There's just Maybe. just like fast cars, twisty roads, driving the minivans quick, overloaded, hitting bump stops because it's like all full of gear. So you returned that there's, minivan way worse than you got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the rally guy came in. He did a scouting run. 
came back into our little grass parking lot. And he came in at like 10 miles an hour, which was about 7 miles an hour too fast. And it just hit a little bump, but it compressed, and he broke that carbon fiber splitter. (laughs) And it was like, well, we can't get mad at him because he's letting us, like, use this rally car all day. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, did you have to – what, did the rental car place get mad that you broke their Yeah, we had to give him, like, 700 bucks or, you know. Like, they don't – I don't think – oh, they didn't do full liability on that one. Oh, uh, which when we all were like, we always do full liability guys. And they're like, right. they don't go out and do as much as we do. I'm like in the future, no, <laughs> if enough. we yeah. ever come back. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, I'm surprised that you guys ha- didn't have that policy thus far. Well, we always have it, but they got, they had set up the cars. Oh, so okay. yeah. they, they did it on one van, not the other one. And, and it was, we were, we almost acted like, this isn't our fault. You, sh- you shouldn't. Haven't you listened to our podcast? Come on. <laughs> you, you know how flagrantly irresponsible we are. You're familiar with our you work. You heard of the tire smoke in the Arizona car trip? Come on. Yeah. What you yeah. There's oh. a podcast called The Smoking Tire. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost stuffed. Uh, I should clarify. I did not get to go on this trip. True. So I was taking care of Zach's Crown Victoria, which I happened to be driving in the rain. You are not kidding about those tires. No. I, uh, yeah, full opposite lock leaving... My uh, my street, you know, full traffic. Are those ones. very old tires or just very shitty tires? Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. What are they? Lemon special prime wells or something? I don't know. I mean, I've I've told the story before, but the the cop I asked if his tires were as bad as mine just said, "Yeah, these are terrible," and got in his car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's good thing that they're not like speeding through traffic at high rates of speed. Right. Oh yeah, going on cop chases and they, Well, you know, they they do performance driving schools. That's why they can go faster. Well, all the cops can drive better than all of us. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, yes. except for those with who their shuffle CTS. steering. Those who, except for those who went to CTSV driving school. That's know. true. Yeah. That stuff's legit. How many of them went there? No. no Actually, no. you know what? I'd probably be okay with a cop that did spend some time at CTSV school. Totally. Because he'd have a lot of time behind the wheel, and then he'd learn how to drive properly. Yeah, That's the car true. can still be bad. Like, I, I turned left off of Venice once, and it was damp, and it drifted not on purpose, and it was like, oh, yeah, I just got to correct and then go past all these cars commuting home. And I'm, you know, it was just like, yeah. okay. But, and I'm not bragging. I'm saying if if the cop knows what they're doing and someone else knows what they're doing, the car can be shitty, and you just, you at least know how to manage the shitty yeah. car. Yeah, and that's why Crown Vicks are cheap. Yeah. Yep. Well, and you know what? That's a great excuse, too, because if a cop goes, what are you doing? And she's like, you drive one of these. You know how awful it is. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And if they haven't explored, like, remember? Don't you remember when it was bad? Yeah. The dark times. Speaking of some uh, sketchy drive, I went up, uh, what was it, Saturday night, took out the Fiesta, uh, went up to, just did uh, Mulholland and everything at a, a extra legal pace and i get up to the top and there was a shit ton of people sitting on top of the lookout hmm. uh and it was like their mini exclusively white rednecky version of the fast and furious oh, oh yeah geez. so basically the third movie What's uh, well yeah but i mean even even more so and of course it gets to be about the night when i hear cops are coming cops are coming and i'm like well i'm just gonna go down the hill at my normal pace because i'm 32 and i don't need to be here with a bunch of 20 year olds that are gonna get arrested what kind of what kind of cars do calabasas rednecks drive e30s uh no there are a lot of clapped out civics oh uh a 350z and a lot of compensation um So Corvettes, right, Chris? No, 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 no. Just, I mean, it, just in their bravado and the attitude, and it's well, just they're like, all like eighteen. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going down the hill, and I'm moving. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not going flat out because it's like one o'clock in the morning. It's dark as shit. I'm in a new car that I'm still kind of getting used to, and I'm going quickly, but not like, I'm not racing down the hill. 
And these kids get behind me and they're like, I'll show you old man. And like in the 350, like on the, on the oncoming lane going down, trying to race me. And I'm like, have fun kids. And they're like kicking like rocks up at my windshield and everything. And I'm like, you're all over the double yellow. You're all over. You're instantly dead if another car comes. That's bad. Speaking of, yeah. I went up on Sunday. Apparently there was a fatal accident. I was, was it in a 350Z? I think it was a Porsche. I only saw it. Well, there was a Porsche there that night, too. Really? Yeah. It was a Boxster. Oh. Oh, God. This was burnt. Was it a Boxster? It was pretty badly mangled, and it It wasn't even close enough. But it was... That sucked. That was was on stunt, or... I want to say it was on... Stunt... Somewhere over there. I'm, oh, fair yeah, enough. So on a canyon road, not on like just PCH or something. No, no, okay. it was. Jeez. There's more big accidents up there in GMR than I mean. I've been in GMR twice when there's helicopter and ambulances and it's a motorcycle. Yeah, I've only seen that I once mean, on GMR, but then again, I haven't been there in like three years. I mean, that's, if you're there, like there's there's a lot more accidents than we all know and realize. I think they, they're oh, not yeah. like well, we don't none of us watch the news, but it's not like it's going to pop up on Twitter. No, you know, car accident doesn't make news in Los Angeles. Yeah, that unless also, it, unless it holds up traffic for five miles, or yeah. involves a Kardashian, or yeah. or, or Bruce Jenner. Jenner. Yeah, oh, that's right. He got hit by a car, right? Uh, no, no, no. Some oh, paparazzi, paparazzi hit someone. Well, hit someone, it one of them seems died. as though he ran into somebody and killed them. Well, I what I what Matt I think Matt explained what because Matt oh yeah Matt was reading TMZ in New Zealand and using the precious Wi-Fi that I was trying to upload video for. With. <laughs> You're like, thanks I, for looking yeah. at your celebrity shit. I'm trying to get work done. Uh, we all had our own Wi-Fi login. We can do whatever we want with it. Um, what he read the details was like uh, the SUV chasing him. He stopped, you know, for traffic. And then, but the SUV was going too fast, too close. Couldn't stop. Hit him, which then hit. He was yeah. pushed into a car. Yeah. And then that person died or got hurt. Yeah, the person I mean, in front was in like this white Lexus, and they died. Wow. It was like the 2001 or whatever that generation LS. Oh, okay. So, speaking of Lexuses, Whoa. Million Mile Lexus, how's that doing? Like speaking dark, of white Lexuses like that haven't killed dark, anyone. Dark, depressing thing of like, man, paparazzi are terrible human beings. You well, know? we could go over the death in my neighborhood too. I mean, if you really wanted to, but I don't want to talk about death more. <laughs> um, I don't. I have never driven the Lexus. Actually, it left shortly after uh, it was birthed into our. Who stead. drove it across the country? Jack, Ruth, and Alex Roy. Oh, right, right. Um, they Maybe had to change a radiator it. somewhere, which is a. Or Jack wrote a really good article on. Yeah, he did. The convenience of owning a. Formerly expensive car, right? Um, very, you know. The gist is like, yeah, you can own something like this if, if you're you... privileged and you have the ability to fix it mm-hmm. for money that you don't depend your life on. Right. right. Yeah, it's totally you know. Right. Which is, you know, he he gave me a minor rant of that point to begin with, where he was talking about people on certain people who write about, oh, you know, an Aston Martin for the price of a Kia or something like that. You know, that always just seems like, yeah, you set that money aside to buy the car, and then you have to set it kind of like two times that to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, he mentioned, was it uh, Tavarish? He was like, Tavarish writes these articles about you could buy an AMG for the price of a used Elantra. Tavarish was picking the car up from Jack. So Tavarish actually came and fixed the radiator because he was like, "Let's this kid writes about this all the time. And, you know, okay. Like, let's let's teach him. Well, no, let's put your money where your mouth is. And, he, yeah. and he's like, he fixed it. He fixed it in 45 minutes. But it's still the, the, the fact remains, like, you can only do that if you if your job you is on the internet and you don't depend to get it to work, to factory, to whatever. Yeah. You know, otherwise you need to buy. 
And you know something about fixing cars. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just like – and I don't even have like a set schedule, but I mean I'm selling – I'm getting rid of my Honda for that very reason because it's a little shit I don't want to deal with on a day-to-day basis with my daily driver. Granted, I have another car too, Mm -hmm. and at the moment I have have my Vet, the Fiesta, and the Honda, and I can't wait to get rid of one of them. It's a massive pain in the ass to have three cars right now. But – it's it's like that thing of if you rely on it every day and you've got a regular job, you can't be fucking around with a luxury car. Yeah, it looks like it's a good idea we can get the S sixty five for eighteen grand, but then three months from now when it costs you nine grand to fix the transmission on it yeah. and it's gonna be down for three weeks because you gotta wait for the part to come from Germany, it's not a practical thing as a daily. Yeah. I, I kept on making the illusion on Twitter at least, where you know, it's it's one thing to have to own a car and it's another thing to want to own a car. And having to own a car sucks. Like you gotta depend on a car to get stuck in traffic to take you to work. That's not fun. That's no you have to want to own a car and take it on a windy road and enjoy driving and everything. That's where you know, a lot of people do kind of forget that, you know, people go, Oh, how come you don't have a car? Because, you know, some people haven't figured out any better way to get around, and by some people, I mean everyone in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. that's that's where owning a car really sucks. Uh, and those articles come down to, you know, you, for $30,000 instead of this Toyota Camry, you can get this C63 used. That's okay. That, that's if you have two other Toyota Camrys that you drive right. and your wife drives, and everybody can get where they needs to go, and the other car is just for fucking around. Or yeah. you're a certain Doug DeMuro, and you love CarMax so much you buy their extended warranty every five minutes. I mean, and that's it's like well, which then, is that's probably smart the smart thing to do then, in that situation. Yeah. I was at CarMax the other day just to get an appraisal on what they'd give me for the uh, for the Honda, and I told them, "Do you realize how much everybody in my industry completely screws with you guys and tells them that to buy the most expensive German shit they can and then get the three thousand dollar warranty so that you guys have to pay out the ass on it?" And like. No, we didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, it's happening a lot. Why'd you tell him that? God damn it, <laughs> you ruined our secret. Asshole. This was Jeez. some 20 year old girl that I was dealing with. I was working there, and she was laughing. It's a, Doug has a story that he, when he brought the Ferrari to get appraised, like some manager came out who had like had read his stories and was like, and it, it, it came up, and Doug eventually admitted, like, I'm that guy that you've mm-hmm. been reading about, and it was kind of funny. Um, yeah, because you know, someone at CarMax has to be have a Google alert for when CarMax shows up in a place like that. So. Yeah, somebody in marketing, talking, yeah. but not your dealership people. I mean, I was, yeah, I was trying maybe. to give this advice to Harrison because Harrison has the most unreliable, cheap, simple car in the world, which is the Saturn, whatever the hell. And he's like, <laughs> I found this front-wheel drive used Audi. I'm like, for how much? And he, he told me the number, and I'm like, you do not want an Audi for that much money. No. Because you can't fix it. You're like, right. Like, I could probably fix the LS400 radiator because it's a radiator, but if it was like an Audi transmission injector, whatever the hell. I don't know how to do someone, that. Someone that we all know here is selling a 1.8 liter uh, – no, sorry, 1.8T Audi uh, B5A4 with a manual, and uh, they're selling it, and they say they've done auto maintenance on it. And I was tempted, but I was like, you mm-hmm. know what? Everyone who I've talked to says don't get a B5A4 no don't matter buy, how much they've done to it. Don't buy any Audi without a warranty. On yeah, it. It, the stigmas are true, man. They're, just, yeah. they're, they're the best cars are complicated, and when they're new, they're that's great. You know the ironic, the, the somewhat ironic thing, and, is, and the ironic thing is, I'm using the term ironic correctly. Wow. So literally, yes, literally. Um, the most expensive car Audi makes is the most reliable car they make, the R8. Uh, I don't know anybody that's owned one that has complained of major mechanical problems with an R8. I don't know enough people that have owned it to make that call. I'd have to go. I'd have to look at like Consumer Reports or something. But I, I mean, we hear the horror stories on stuff all the time. That's not a car that you hear come up as, as being problematic. True. 
But I think I, I think when you own a car like that, you either downplay a lot of the stuff that's going wrong with it, Very or true. you just blanket statement like, "Oh, you don't buy a McLaren, don't buy a Ferrari; those are unreliable and stuff like that." You kind of it's true. one or the other, really. And that's you can't true. really judge those cars on like the scale of a Camry. So no. And I want to clarify what I mean by the best cars, like the the nicest to own, the things that you know today, like the most comfortable or gadget mm-hmm. car. That's the most complicated car, not yeah. the best car in the world or something. That's true. I, I was just I could hear people commenting already going, the best car ever is the new one. What about you know the F40? And I was like, no, no, no. I had a I I had a Jaguar XJS and it gave me four hundred thousand miles of yeah. dead reliable. There's always one guy who does that. And I feel like I'm that guy with my Moto Guzzi. But that's a completely different story. You're not. No, as in it's the most reliable thing I've ever owned. Oh, that's true. Cause yeah, because really... there's always one guy who says that about some car that everyone says is unreliable. There was always some guy who was like, you know, I drove for 30 years and didn't do anything. It's funny that your example, the first Moto Guzzi you were going to buy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I didn't buy it. <laughs> no. That's you why actually... I bought the newest no, 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 Moto no, no, Guzzi. No. That's not the best part of the story. You actually did buy the one that was pre-broken. And then yeah, he, but they said he'd fix it for free. Well, he bought it, but then he flipped it, but yeah. And then I and I moved my money to the newest one I could find with five miles on it and a two-year warranty. But I, I found that very funny, is you bought a car that was pre-broken on the promise that they might probably be able to fix it. Well, I, I, under, not, the, under the guys that they give it like a thorough inspection while they fixed it, and they kind of said they would do that. So so I figured you know that would be best best of both worlds. But then again, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to spend a bit extra money and have the peace of mind. Yeah. So it's what I did, and it's been pretty great ever since. I ride every day to work with it. Nice. No, I mean, that's it it is an anomaly, but you have the most reliable Italian piece of machinery probably ever made. Well, Moto Guzzi is technically owned by the largest motorcycle company in Italy, so they might have figured something out along the way. Is that it? That's Piaggio. It's a Piaggio product along with Aprilia and Vespa. Okay. So they make a million Vespas. They might have figured out something along the way. I don't know. True. And yeah, maybe. And plus, scooters and motorcycles in Italy, like that's that's, that's like their that is the bread York. and butter. Yeah, yeah it's, it's how everybody gets around. Like everyone there, ha- like tons of people there have V7s, and we don't really see them too many around here. I have been seeing a lot more V7s lately, though, which is know, cool. I don't know what that V7 is. The the bike that I ride. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You it's should. It's the one that's downstairs, Zach. Motorcycling around New Zealand would be the shit. That'd be sweet. That would be awesome. That'd be really cool. Be real cool, like yeah. adventure touring style. Be so gorgeous, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to? Yeah, say? I want to hit two fast things. Leadfoot. I know you asked about that because you saw an ad. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like the most relaxed. It's kind of. It's like an exhibition racing event. Like it's timed, but it's out at Rod Dillon's place, right? It's yeah. like a little hill climb, right? Like great. Goodwood or something. You want that to be? Your, we all want that to be our driveway. It's yeah, like of it's you know it's like almost a mile. And it goes, it's straightish, straightish, chicane, you know, big left, and then like these tight hairpins up the hill, and then you fly through the woods. Some people unsuccessful. Uh, Yikes! And it's and it's quick, and you know, it's noisy. It's and it's weird. It's like, it's like Rod Millen broke the record in a super built Celica all track. He broke the record up his own driveway. I know. He got a little practice <laughs> advantage, like by seconds. But it was, but he came out of the woods, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? He's like. Shoof. Like, that is so much speed to be carrying through what is a one-lane road. And then some guy drives a 1928-something. So it's all bowler. classes run what you run. Yeah, there's a bunch of different classes, and it's like I think you can just kind of find a class you fit in. You know, drifters run it basically for fun. Now, you've, you've met Rod Millen before? No. He's a really nice guy. Is he? Yeah, he's really cool. Actually, every Millen I've met has been super awesome. And I, I think you've met, like, Reese before, right? I met Steve. And yeah. And I met uh, his son. And 
I, I don't know. Maybe I've met Reese in passing, but I, it's, I don't think either of us would remember each other really. No, oh, fair enough. Um, but they're all wicked awesome. They're, yeah, I mean, look at their their property is genius. And like, oh, I bet I, the I rally cars can it. drive on the grass and cut a corner, and there's a really? jump. That's like, sick. Yeah, you put that. That's in like Need for Speed shit right it there. Is. That's really. You know who cool. really loves this? His wife, I'm sure. Oh, I don't know. It's like it, it's a. She's married into a motorsport dynasty. That's Come on, true. Yeah, she's got. But still, you don't. Even then, you don't go into this going. Yeah, there's going to be a racetrack in my front yard at some point. But I mean, we see the size of the. It's a ranch. So yeah. It's not like yeah. the house. You, like you don't. You can't see their house. And is there like a giant after back. party at his house or something like that? Uh, I don't know. We didn't say that long. Oh. I doubt it because it's a public event. You buy. You can buy admission. Oh, that's true. Okay. Uh, people and it's cool. People just sit on the hill and they. Bring oh, it's it's public picnics. now. It's not. Yeah. Because like, I know it started off. It's like a private. It thing. It probably did. Yeah. There's like food trucks and there's like some merch <laughs> nice. and stuff. And how are the food truck? How's the food truck scene in New Zealand? Uh, one of the best hamburgers in the world is at a food truck in Wellington, which is like the Portland of New Zealand. So you went there? Oh uh, yeah. You know that from experience? Yeah. What's it, it called? I don't remember. Okay. Well, I, you're useless to me. Well, it's like graffiti. It's the only burger food truck in the in the city. If that oh, helps. Okay. All right. Like food trucks, there are not a thing. No. So is that everything right. fusion? Like some kind of Korean Mexican fusion or something? No, they just. There's a lot of there That's was like a lot of food truck. street fair, but um, no, but it's just I don't know. It, it's like any it's like food truck or, or restaurants really here like where they combine trucks, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that just makes your brain do. It's and then usually salt, in crunch, burrito sweet. form, right? Yeah, that's that great. Uh, and then cheap cars there. You can get a Skyline sedan there for like six thousand dollars New Zealand. You can get like a mid nineties WX STI mm-hmm. for like. Seven thousand New Zealand, and which is like, like what five fifty five hundred bucks? Yeah, American. Yeah, what you can get. <laughs> yeah. There are so many awesome things you can buy. Hey, you can import stuff too. At the same time, they're probably like, you mean you can buy a Mustang or a they Camaro would. for six thousand yeah. dollars? Totally. Yeah, yeah that's true. They don't have a lot of big displacement down there. Now you can. I, I I remember talking to a guy from New Zealand who was like, yeah, you can just import whatever over there. You can. We were looking at the. We were we were trying to compare numbers of. Because uh, our guys were like, man, if we had more, we we wish we had more V8s in the junkyard. There's not a lot of V8s around, so they were like, well, what can you get? An Which is surprising that they don't just get them from Australia. They, I think they don't get they hate displacement V8s. They don't get. Maybe they're taxed heavily. They, I think they are. They don't. They like we have, you know, f- like so many LS series engines. Just like, like well, yeah, but so does so does Holden. Blocks. Holden is all LS motors. They just don't have, but it's not. It's just the number. You know, we yeah. have 300 million people. Yeah, they have four. So that is true. So it's just it's just a sheer numbers game in supply. But they to import an LS engine, you actually don't save any money over buying one like from Jeg crate ship it over. Yeah. Like a brand, oh. you could get like a brand new one, and it'd be the same money as buying a used yeah, one. Yeah, like a used LS three is like thirteen grand. Yeah, or a brand new LS three from Jegs is like oh, thirteen okay. grand. Yeah. Either. Um, they wish they had more more V eights. Like or at that, that point, but, it's probably like for a thousand dollar difference, you might as well get the new one. Yeah, exactly. No, it's exactly like that. Yeah, you but know what? That's, cool that's what you got to do. You got to start a business. Import Aust- New Zealand cars to Canada. Import V8s to New Zealand. From I America. know. We'll call it Vandalay Industries. We'll be in the import export business. Ah. I would love to do that. Yeah. Like I swear, I don't sell drugs. I sell engines to New Zealand. And, like packed with cocaine in the cylinders. Shh. No, no, no. In the water jackets because then they don't look. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to. You can put more no. cocaine I'm in the I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> For the record. I don't know. What's, uh, what, do you have any car updates, Miata? Uh, my Miata's got to get back in mid-March. Uh, that's an ultimatum I sent to the shop, if you will. But they've actually worked really well with me in past deadlines before, so. 
What's what happened? What's happening with it? The engine. We Chris and I delivered the engine a few podcast episodes ago, oh, and right, right, uh, okay. they're missing a few parts. Okay. Small stuff like a pulley and okay. like a balancer and a hose or something. Well, like it's that. not like Miata parts are hard to come by. That's so. true. So um, I was just worried that they, they're they're not that great at communication. So I was worried they wouldn't order parts until it'd be too late. But I think they're going to do that this week. So that's no surprise. I mean, nine out of ten shop. shops are pretty shitty at communication. That's true. And um, they they say they have a huge like, backlog of stuff. Uh, so in the meanwhile, I'm trying to look. I'm trying to see if I can find some kind of cheap manual uh, car for under three grand. Well, I was laughing because in the car, he, he told me he went to look at an LS400. One of the panels was made of duct tape and painted. <laughs> but he was like, it drove really well. I'm like, you drove the car after you saw that. No, did I talk about that car on a podcast? Go full beater. Yeah. Just when you said no, that, I don't want to like, go Wait. full beater. But I, I was, I wanted to get an LS400 with the intention I wouldn't keep it forever and I could sell it. And fuck, I'm not gonna sell a car that looked like it drove through a riot with a no. million dense on every panel yeah, and like <laughs> it, had, it had the nakamichi which is awesome because we just listened uh the guy from japanese nostalgia car ben and i he went to look at we went to look at a car and we were just blasting tupac on the 10 freeway and it was pretty la and then like the cd changer doesn't work and the cassette is stuck so it's like what the hell we've had this conversation on, on the tst podcast many times so you want either the 500 dollars car with a million miles on it because you know everything's been sorted out or you don't want to pay any less than four thousand dollars for a car because you're going to get something real rough yeah, and I'd wager at this point that that four thousand is probably creeping up towards five thousand more because you like get something a, for three grand and LS. you're going to have nothing but nightmares with it. I mean, I, the, I've noticed that with SCs because I really want an SC four hundred. Yeah. They're super nice, and everyone's like, you can get one for two grand, and yeah. you can get one for two grand. They're crap, but the most pristine ones are only six grand, right. and sometimes it's just worth it to make that jump. Well, then you don't have to do stuff like right. Matt, Matt bought the LS four hundred. And it, yeah, it was like nineteen hundred dollars, but he put like nineteen hundred dollars into it. You know, he took it to a shop and it was like, oh well, these bushings are shot, and you need this thing, and this like, you know. So yeah, last I knew, he was like forty four hundred bucks into yeah, it. Yeah, I right. mean, it it, it kind of doubled with just the basic maintenance to get it to where he felt. What I mean, he wanted to make it so that someone could drive it, ironically, cross country, and it would be fine. And then you know, the radiator shit out, so it doesn't now it's literally radiator. Like so, the stuff that gets old, it's gonna get old. Right. That makes sense. So once again, Hooniverse buying advice right here. Buy the nicest example you can find. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's actually what you should do just for many things in life. Well, we say like buy, Hookers, buy the especially. fully loaded Accord and not the stripped out A4. You know, buy the best you – want. if you need a sedan, buy the best sedan you can, not yeah. the most basic but badge representative or, you know – Whatever, that's the terrible word. I'd like, I can. would like answers on a postcard, please. Uh, one of the nicer uh, manual, uh, decent little small cars I can buy for under three grand that's not a Miata. It's, not it's a Miata. basically Civic. you're leaving yourself to a Civic. And, and I bought a Civic. Or a BMW 318? No, probably not. E36s aren't that cheap anymore. Or $3,000? No. Sorry. No. Um, yeah, no. That's not right. a bad idea. Actually, the only thing that you're going to get for that kind of money. It's going to be a manual. It's going to be reliable. It's going to be a Civic, a, a Mustang, or an F body. Or you go all cars go to heaven style, shameless plugs, and oh. get an old, get an '80s something, get an '80s Corolla, get an '80s like or Maxima, a Nissan Stanza, an '80s Sentra. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's Stanza. good. I like that. Those old Maxima. If someone's still driving one of those around, it. That, that actually, you, tell those you know what's really good is the early S. If you can find an early Nissan SER, yeah, those things are really, really good, and they're manual transmission, and they're light. I bet they're you think for three grand, I can find a really nice CRX. I don't think you find a really nice anything. No, CRXs are a little too 
are a little too coveted. They're either completely shitboxed out or they've been taken nice care of and they're going to be they're they're like, sought you after. You get a really nice one for like five or six, though. I've seen some super yeah, – That's true. Ones. Yeah. It, it always just – everything just always seems to be just slightly out of reach. Uh, I mean – And yeah, that's – I think it's called life. you got to decide what you, what you want. I mean I, I bet – dude, I, I love that car because I don't care about it. Right. And yeah. It's, it, yeah, I mean it was like – it was $3,000. It's not like disposable. Right. But I know it's going to endure a lot of stuff. But if you bought a $2,000 Maxima that someone's been driving and works – and yeah, it's gonna be you know cheap inside and tinny and all that, but it's gonna work, and you're, you'll find a way to have fun with it. Yeah, yeah maybe. All right. Or you buy a Crown Vic, or you join, or <laughs> you buy a Fiesta. Ooh, or down payment pay time. Do payments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, you can just yeah. lease it for two hundred some odd bucks a month. Fair enough. Zach, what? where can we find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at Zach Clapman. Zach Crapman as Z-C-K-K-L-A-P-M-A-N. Jeff Z-C-K-K-L-A-P-M-A-N. Uh, watch Drive. And, uh, oh, and when the video, the videos for TST for New Zealand will be starting to come out in third week of March. Great. And um, road, there's road trip film of the whole trip. That's what road trip means. I'm stupid. That, and that then there's also going to be like, you know, seven cars, all the stuff we shot. So That's awesome. That and the companion podcast, for, for some reason you listen to this and right. you don't listen to our TST stuff. Which, why the hell would you? If you like what well, you're doing. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that most there's a People lot of overlap. Enjoy my sonorous timber. I'm guessing there's a lot of overlap, but maybe there isn't. The companion piece is out at the same time as this is, too. So, <laughs> Chris, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Hayes Data and uh, over at Shout Engine. So if you want to do your own podcast and spout whatever retarded things you have to say onto the internet, uh, go over to Shout Engine. We'll set you up. Basic oh, accounts are free. And then once you grow up into a big boy podcast, then you got to get a little bit of money, but it's super cheap. And Harrison, Harrison, where can we find you? Well, if you have some very strange desire for a $3,000 Saturn with 21,000 miles on it. Oh, great. I should get that. <laughs> uh, you can reach me at harrisonbedan at gmail.com. It's <laughs> Saturn. I'm begging. I'm begging. Said please. With, said with such uncertainty. Is that my name? There's Wait, a that, qu- question mark at the end of your now, name. No, you said that's an L200, not just a Saturn, whatever the hell. Yeah, it's an L200. It's right. I don't think whatever the hell would have fit on a trunk lid. It's no. super clean. So if your name is, is Jacob clean. Brown and you're a Saturn enthusiast, we have a car for you. Yes, oh, boy. Do. All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BZRON, B-Z-R-O-N-G. Twitter. Twitter. Right. Twitter. Right, mates. Thanks for listening to Universe 93. Talk to you later, Bruce's and Shayla's. What is this Bruce?